Nasty Feet Karen feels like we are scamming her, so we tell her that we will keep her car. For context, I work at a high volume Cadillac dealership that also sells and services Chevrolet. Karen comes into our dealership 10 minutes late for her 4pm oil change and tosses her keys to an advisor while gabbing on her phone loudly. It was a personal call and the word affair was mentioned. That's all I got. Cue to five minutes later when I look out of my office, which looks into the customer lounge. Karen has seated herself in a chair, but also pulled up another leather chair from the other side of the lounge so she could take off her socks and shoes and put her nasty feet on the other chair. So she's all spread out while gabbing on her phone. She then proceeds to start complaining that she was waiting too long, it had been 15 minutes, and then proceeds to walk around our entire dealership barefoot complaining about the lack of service and the excruciating wait time, yada yada yada. At about 4.45, the advisor comes to her and says that her car is all done, but during her courtesy inspection, the tech recommended new shocks, brakes all around, and since she was close to 100,000 miles, routine maintenance items. Karen is barely paying attention as she's focused on the outrageous and disgustingly high cost of her oil change. It was under $50 USD. But when the advisor told her what she needed to be done to make her car road safe, which would be about $1,100, she lost it. She accuses him of trying to take advantage of her because she's an older woman and that we are trying to scam her thinking she didn't know anything about vehicles. Well, Karen, you drive a 99 Buick LeSueur with almost 100,000 miles. The brakes are rusted through and you have metal on metal brake pads and rotors. So basically you have no brakes. My tech didn't even want to let you go because they technically aren't street legal in our state at that point. Your shocks are gone, as in not just leaking, but one was hanging on by a hope and a prayer, and the other was so rusted my tech didn't even know how she lost it. Your front driver side frame is rusted out, so you packed it with 2x4 and foaming spray. God, I wish I would have had a picture of that. She didn't even get to hear about her totally bald tires. It was safe to say that this woman has never done anything other than oil change on her car, period. She screamed and cussed, demanded the owner. She got the GM and service manager. My poor cashier, who was also being personally attacked at this point, just shut her window and refused to help her anymore. I mean, Karen did call her a pathetic C-word, so I don't blame her. GM and SM are attempting to explain everything to her, but she is refusing to listen. Finally, my SM calls me over. I'm the office manager of sales, service, and warranties to try to get a female to try to calm her down as she now said she felt threatened. While I hadn't been involved yet, I had seen her behavior and was almost ready to step out anyway. Ma'am, you felt comfortable enough to take off your socks and shoes to rest on our leather chairs. You also felt comfortable enough to walk around our sales floor and service lounge barefoot. If now you are uncomfortable, I will take care of your oil change today. You have your inspection report with our technician's recommendations as well as our quote. Now, before I can release your car to you, however, I do need you to sign this waiver that you are taking your car against our advisement as we have deemed it unsafe for the road. We consider it a risk to your safety as well as others. In order to protect us from bad customer decisions, we require this and state law allows us to hold your vehicle if we deem it unsafe. 
per state law, if you sign this, we cannot hold your vehicle. She signed the paperwork and called me a bunch of terrible names. I was condescending to her. Yeah, I totally was. And she couldn't believe that she was being treated that way. And of course, the famous, I'm never coming back. Then she claimed that she knows the owner. Problem is, the owner's name isn't Peter, neither is his son or any of the grandsons. Looking into her service history here, she's only ever been here once three years ago for a wiper blade replacement. Bro, it always blows my mind how people think it's okay to just straight up put their nasty feet all over everything. I've seen people do this in theaters before, but the worst place is when people do this on airplanes. Like bro, who raised y'all? You just know that these are also the same type of people that think getting water splashed on them counts as being clean. Karen's be gross and smelly out here, y'all. My boss has a meltdown and says my only job is to clean. My boss is generally a nice and caring individual. She has always seemed to have all of our best interests in mind, and we have always felt as though we could go to her for anything. That is, until recently. She has been so cranky and accusatory to everyone, but especially those she does not currently favor. Yes, my boss apparently picks favorites. This was news to me after years of working for her. I never knew or noticed before these past couple of months, but now I see her in a whole new light. She won't punish her favorite even if they mess up multiple times in major ways, but will punish anyone if they step even slightly out of line. It's BS to say the least and we are all done with it. The other day I was in the back helping one of my coworkers with something and was back there for a little while. We had two other people up front manning the front desk so it should be fine. It was a Saturday and we were busy but we were not that busy. We rarely need all three of us up front anyways. My manager scheduled me for a Saturday shift. She specifically told me that part of my job was to go to the back and help that one coworker if she needed it. Well, she needed it. So I went back to help. One of my other coworkers must have mentioned that I was back there to my boss because a few minutes later, my boss comes back and starts berating me for being back there. She says that she's heard that I've spent three plus hours back here every Saturday helping my coworker. This is not even close. I spend maybe half an hour with her, and if I need to spend longer, I will go up front to see if anybody needs help with anything. She says my coworker has a dedicated helper, and that I need to spend my time cleaning because that's all I'm here for. For reference, my coworker's dedicated helper is useless. They are worse than having no help at all. So, as someone who values my coworker, I go back and assist them whenever they need it because I know that their helper won't. This, coupled with the fact that the manager told me to do this and the exaggeration of how much time I spend in the back, angered me and my coworker that I was helping. Then my boss just had to make it worse. I told her privately in a note everything that the helper wasn't doing. I told her how frustrated we all were and how I was just trying to help my coworker like I was supposed to do. I told her in excruciating detail how much my coworker needed a better helper and how I was going to continue helping her until my boss found one. My boss lost it. She got so angry and yelled at me. It's the first time in five years that she has ever gotten upset at me. She accused me of being a coward and that I needed to grow up. She said basically I told her to screw you with my letter, which was not my intent at all. 
She wouldn't listen to anyone who tried to back me up or confirm what I said. She attacked everyone, enough to make my poor coworker run out of the room in tears and take a personal day because of how upset she was at the way my boss was treating us. By treating me and multiple other coworkers this way more than once, my boss has now created an environment of solidarity between her employees to not do anything extra for the business. We all used to go above and beyond for her, but not anymore. Things are not getting done now and my boss can't figure out why. She snaps at us about it and we try to tell her, but she won't listen. So we don't try to change it. I'm only there to clean on Saturdays, boss? Okay. My coworkers will be just fine without me, apparently. I used to stay late, update the website, I was the only one that did this, do extra paperwork, etc., but not anymore. I come in, I clean for the entire second half of my shift, and I leave. Nothing more, nothing less. There is an update to this story. A few weeks ago, I made a post about my boss having what I could only describe as a meltdown. She had been berating us, fairly punishing us, and favoring employees that deserve to be fired. Since making that post, there has only been, as far as I'm aware, one instance of her making false accusatory statements to one of my coworkers. Something about my coworker verbally berating our manager and spreading gossip. My coworker, to their credit, called my boss out for her bold-faced lies and my boss seemed to calm down a bit. The issue though is that my boss is super paranoid about everything. This is new behavior for her, as she is usually a very level-headed, rational person. She's highly educated with a doctorate degree, she has a memory as sharp as a tack, and she has always been extremely calm even in the most serious situations. As I said in the last post in the comments, she is very ill. She has a plethora of illnesses. I'm not sure what they are, but I know that they're serious, and it requires a lot of medication and steroids. We believe she has either recently changed her meds or upped the dosage, which is causing her paranoia and bouts of anger. Corticosteroids can cause the following. Problems with mood swings, memories, behavior, and other psychological effects, such as confusion or delirium, according to the Mayo Clinic. This would definitely explain why she is acting this way. She is not herself on these medications and probably doesn't even realize it. It helps me a lot to know that her behavior is just a side effect of the harsh yet necessary meds she is on. But it is still hurtful that she is treating us like that regardless. Another update, my coworker dedicated helper finally got fired. She was deemed unfit for the job and got let go a couple weeks back. It took way too long for them to do that, but better late than never, I guess. They have yet to find a replacement for her, so I've been put in her place temporarily. Another one of my coworkers quit last week without notice. She was fed up with the environment and favoritism, so after months of deciding whether she should or not, she finally just walked. I'm honestly very proud of her for leaving. As for me, I had a working interview a week or so ago, but I didn't get a call back, which I'm fine with. I wasn't thrilled about that place anyways, but I'm still applying for anything and everything I can. I have about 40 job applications that I've submitted since the original blow up. We are down to three people and management can't seem to fill the spots. Gee, I wonder why. Hope that was a good update for you guys. I'll keep you posted if anything else exciting happens. Bro, I have to say I've worked with some crazy managers before and they can be the reason that you quit. Actually, one of them was the reason that I quit. I used to work at a call center, which was a job I totally hated. Anybody that works at a call center can probably relate. 
I did have this amazing female manager, but she used to work at a bank and eventually got called back to work at some other bank, so she left us. She was replaced with some like 40-year-old guy who thought he was still in a fraternity, and oh my god was he terrible. He was always checking out the women in the call center, and he was always kind of talking down to the men. Me and him did not like each other to the point where he eventually said, I can't wait to give this performance review. Which I looked at him and I was like, whose is it? And he was like, yours. I just rolled my eyes, got back to my calls, and at the end of the day, told him, hey, I'm putting in my two weeks. He had this dumb look of shock on his face. I didn't even bother doing my two weeks. I went in the next morning and said like, hey, today's my last day and dipped. So let this be a lesson to you. If you're running your own business, make sure your management's awesome or you're going to lose a lot of employees. Am I the jerk? I want my boyfriend to block one of his friends because they hooked up before. He made me do the same. So to elaborate, I've been on and off with my boyfriend for more than four years and we have been doing long distance all four years. We were not together through April to August last year and he hooked up with four girls during this time. When we reconnected in August, we asked each other if the other person had done anything intimate with anyone else. When I asked him, he said, no, I didn't do anything. I didn't even want to talk to anyone. I knew if I were to have done anything with anyone else that it meant we were never going to get back together. He asked me if I had done anything and I told him that I had briefly spoken to two boys on the internet, but that nothing came out of it. I also told him that I got on Tinder with a friend for giggles just to see what guys were like on the app and to make fun of a few things. My boyfriend, although we were not dating again at this time, got furious that I was on the app and didn't believe me when I said that I had not done anything with any of these guys. We have struggles with trust issues for quite some time in previous years. I began to feel extremely guilty for having downloaded the app and talking to two guys even though we literally did absolutely nothing other than talk. My boyfriend would begin to fight with me constantly about it and would say that he didn't talk to anyone and that he was only working on himself and he said that he thought that that's what I was going to be doing at the same time when we broke up in April. Five months later from that summer, January, we decided to have an official relationship and we opened up to our families, which was a big step for us. The relationship was difficult though. He still had trust issues and it was hard to work on that when we were miles away. I got weak and eventually ended up cheating on him a month into the relationship in February. The cheating started off with a drunken kiss. That was a mistake, but it spiraled into something much bigger. When I did it, I was so fed up with my boyfriend that I was tired of the baggage and trust issues that we had in our relationship. I knew that this was wrong, so after three months of thinking of what I should do, I decided to break up with him and I chose not to tell him. For context, I did not tell him because he asked me if I ever did cheat that he did not want to know, just determined that if I wanted to be with him or not. One month after the breakup, my boyfriend came back into my life asking for another chance and he said that he wanted to be with me. He said that he wanted to work through things and that he understood that he had not been the easiest person to be with. I decided to tell him about cheating and he handled it pretty well. We worked on things and it was a bit hard at first, but it started to get better. I blocked the boy that I cheated with for my own mental well-being, but also for the benefit of the relationship since my boyfriend asked me to do it. Three weeks after we just got back together, he had told me that he had hooked up with four girls during the previous five months, from April to August, when we weren't together. He went on four dates with one of the girls and he claims that he did not feel anything towards her. 
They've remained good friends and he has included her as part of his photography projects. I know that we were not together, but I'm upset that he projected so much guilt upon me for doing absolutely nothing when he had been the liar this entire time. I told him the complete truth and even told him the ugly truth when we got back together. Now I've asked him to block this one girl that he went on dates with and he refuses because they're still close friends. He gave me a condition. He told me that he would only block her if I were to block one of my friends that I had a one night stand with during the one month in May when we were not together. He thinks that that is fair because we were both blocking friends that we hooked up with. I don't think it's fair because I didn't go on various dates with this friend and I also do not talk to him anymore. Is that fair? Is this too much baggage to even try continuing a long distance relationship in? We are going to live even further away from each other in the next few years. I'm not really sure what to do or what to think. I want to trust him, but I'm not comfortable with the fact that he is still talking to and working with the girl that he hooked up with. I don't know who this OP is, but they really need to break off this relationship. Things shouldn't be that complicated and it just seems like they both don't trust each other. So why even bother stressing about it? Yeah, it can be tough to let go of your first love, but that doesn't mean that you need to be with that person forever. Just move on. That's it for today's video. If you want to make sure you don't miss out on any content, hit that subscribe button and make sure you hit that bell to turn on notifications. If you want to finish listening to all those stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you're someone who live streams and needs copyright free music, check out the Cream of the Crop music by searching Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you choose. Remember, it's free.